Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And uh, I just want to kind of give this little shout out just because it's getting towards the very end, but there's still like, I think by the time this episode goes up, I think four or five days left of the Pizza Boys, Pizza Boys of a Z, Kickstarter. Uh, it's fully funded, but that doesn't mean there's not still tons of other books and fun stuff to be had. And uh, those pizza cutters came in with the bottle openers on them, and they actually looked really sick. They came out sweet. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait to get mine. So, yeah, you got, so yeah, anybody wants to grab themselves a pizza cutter, that's there. I got 125 of them. Well, actually, I've got rid of some of them so far. I sold some of them. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're actually, they, I was pretty impressed because I was hoping. I was, you know, that's kind of, you get those things, you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's just to be kind of cool. It's like, no, they actually are pretty sweet. But, um, yeah, make well, sure. Well, it's also something still practical. Yeah, it's so practical. I mean, you, even if you didn't use it for a pizza cutter, I mean, you got a bottle opener that's really cool. The pizza cutter itself looks like I need to go get, like, a DiGiorno pizza or something to go test it out on and see how it all kind of works. Get some, like, sexy, get run. some sexy poses of it, like, with the pizza cutter. <laughs> like, Ass out, like, cutting the pizza. <laughs> like, <yeah>. ooh. <laughs> for some open. reason, the sales just dropped. Yeah, I thought that would have made it gone up. I don't know what happened. Now you're going to be stuck with another hundred of those pizza cutters. But um, <laughs> I just realized the way it's like, I got mine. I li- I literally did get mine. But the way I, I realized I said it, it almost sounds a cr- sound kind of like, you know, like pizza cutters and pizza boys. Get it right over here. I'm like, oh, and I'm just like some guy in the audience wearing a fedora. Like, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. I'll take five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd be like, sign me up for one, too, please make the rounds i come back like in a groucho Marx mustache and like nose <laughs> yeah i know just different costumes like a wookie mask and so on yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah so that's going good i'm glad that that kind of that was one of those ones where like it was very like the most like steadiest like kind of kickstarter it was just like every day it just went up slightly like i didn't have that like instantaneous it was just like a, a continuous build but um but yeah books are there i already i already ordered the book so I mean, like, I'm going to have this, like, so much... Literally, where everybody else is kind of, like, lazy about their Kickstarters. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, you see some people are like, you're like, I'm not going to get that book for six months. Like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> but, like, my stuff is all pretty much ready to go. You know, I'm, I'm, way, I'm way ahead of the curve. Your thing is, it's more of, like, just take the sting off the price. You're kind of putting forward, like, all right, the book is already done and drawn out. It's just a matter of just getting backing for the physical print and all that. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's more like it's not even that. I, I consider it like a, like it's a way just to make it feel like it's a launch party. Like, boom, here it is. Come grab the book. Make it seem a little bit more special than just kind of being like, hey, it's up on Amazon. Go get it whenever you feel like it. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, it, it makes it kind of like that where it's not like it's not like technically like oh, I, I need some money because I got an idea for about werewolves. You know, I mean, I've never really done anything before, but I I thought I'd just give it a go. You know, not not one of those projects where you're like, where is this? What's this kid going to do with money? Or there's this is a, as far as I got, but yeah, money, please. Or there is, there's literally another one up there on Kickstarter where people just like flipped a bitch on Twitter because these other guys from like Comic Central area, this comic called Rags, they, they, they made like a joking Indiegogo one. Be like, it was called like Rags takes the money and run. And they got up to like over $500 and it literally just said, we're just going to take this money. I mean, we might give it to a charity, we might do something, but uh we just want, they, I think they were doing it as a joke. I mean, like, I, I kind of got it, but it sure pissed some people off, I saw. <laughs> there was somebody who's like, fuck, you're like, I work on projects all day long, I do all this stuff, and I can't even get, like, 20 bucks. And these guys do nothing, and they get fucking 500 fucking bullshit. I couldn't figure out what was going on for a while. Like, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Why is everybody so up in arms? 
So somebody, so these guys who had a had a comic on uh, Comics Experience, not Comics Experience, Comics. Um, Comic Central. Sorry, Comics Experience is a local comic book store here. Um, co- uh, comic Central. They had um, they they were putting a book out there, and they had they made a joke somewhere in there that they're going to send it to charity, and people got all pissed up pissed off about that. No, it's um, they, their book's called Rags, and it's kind of like a zombie kind of hunter type book or so on. They've had it for a while. But what this one was is I think they just made an Indiegogo that had nothing to do with, like, even the book. It was just, like, it was literally called Take the Rags, Takes the Money, and Run. And they just, I think they just wanted to see, like, how far it actually went. And then people just kept donating money to it, you know. And, it, and granted, I, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll put it towards something useful. It's not like they're just going to take people's, like, because they got, like, they were at, like, a $700 last time I checked or something like that. But, oh, good um, for them. Yeah, good, good for them. I guess it's nice when you can just make money without having to even sell a single thing. But, um, but yeah, but it, it made. There was a couple other comic book people that were just like they were just so like angry, and I couldn't figure out what it was. It was kind of like there was like another day about like it seemed like a month ago or something like that. People were like so pissed because like like oh somebody's like you know free comics is like the devil. So you know I mean like if. Someone's stealing comics. It's like there's, you know, it might be like that commercial you'd see on like DVDs back in the day. It's like you wouldn't steal like an old lady's purse, would you? You wouldn't like <laughs> rape a nun. Well, why would you steal a DVD? <laughs> I remember that. Like, I'm not sure if there's a difference. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking. I think there's a difference between those two. Like, oh no, there's not. It's like I mean, a gateway drug. You steal a DVD. Next thing you know, you're fucking a nun in the face. It's gonna happen. Like later that day. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, exactly. You'll be doing crack and everything. You know what I mean? Like, they really try to make it out like stealing a DVD. I mean, like, granted, I, I get it. I know I know what they're meaning by it, but, you know, sometimes there's those things where it's like, okay, you know, a kid stealing a DVD is not the same as a kid fucking robbing a liquor store. <laughs> it wasn't com- even comparing, like, stealing a DVD. It was, like, comparing illegally watching a movie online. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it sort of was. Well, whatever. There was like, like some... you wouldn't you wouldn't like fucking do crystal meth in church, you know. <laughs> it would always make like the weirdest like comparison. But um, it was something else. There was some other thing, and I bet you anything. I was like, if like I bet you it's not even like a real indie person like complaining about it. I bet you it was like some fucking person working for like Image is like, oh, I found a website where you could download my comic. These fuckers are like taking away my like livelihood, and it's probably like, yeah, your livelihood where you know. Boy, you got a couple guys downloading your free book, but the rest of it gets to be bought in the store. That's just that's pretty well lost off. I mean, granted, I didn't research it far enough, but that's where I just I just kind of put pieces together. I just assumed it. It's just like, you know what? At the end of the day, it comes down to, like, that Metallica thing back with, like, Napster. You should just be grateful that they're fucking actually listening to your music or they're reading your comic. Because here's the thing. Maybe they get one for free. But in the long run, next thing you know, they're fucking buying a t-shirt from you. You know what I mean? They're getting whatever your next book is. Maybe they get really into it, and then they start buying it. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes free can turn into something in the long run. We, we, I mean, I like to look at, I like to look at that as a positive way. Like, granted, yeah, you don't want to steal stuff from people. I mean, like, it's kind of, I mean, digital is such a weird one. It's like, is it stealing or is it just like a weird way of borrowing? You know what I mean? Is it like? I think it's kind of a case to case basis, really. Yeah, is, is it like it's equivalent? Like... I mean. It's no real different than going over to your friend's house, I guess, and reading that same comic. You still didn't spend the money, and you got the exact same experience, but you don't own it in the long run. You know what I mean? But Well, there's an example. Like, this is going to make you look nice, but it's also, hopefully, you could, I guess you could edit this part out if you don't want people to know this. But the last Comic-Con we were both at, you were handing, you, you were handing Pizza Boys out, and there was one guy who came up, and it was somebody we kind of knew, but not, mm-hmm. like, best friends or anything. He's just like, can I, and, like, you know, he was like, can I have it? Just like... 
you you were nice and said, yeah, sure. I would have been like, it's five fucking bucks. I spent like how many, I spent like how many months on this? Fuck you, five bucks, you know? <laughs> so I wouldn't have maybe said it exactly like that. But yeah. in that kind of case, I'm like, for how little, for how like much work you dip, you put into it and how little you're asking back, like a single issue is what, like three bucks? Yeah, well, it, it was and a then, single issue, and it was sort of like the the first, very first prints. So they're kind of the the I, I don't call them like misprints, but they're the ones that have some errors in it that like I just didn't catch right away. So it's kind of <laughs> well, like I'm gonna give one away. Here's the one. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't really giving away like my really good stuff. You know, I thought like also this would kind of get him kind of away from here. Sometimes it's like you, you're, you're blocking the way for customers, son. Get out of here. <laughs> just like throw it like a frisbee. Like go, go, go. <laughs> he starts running <laughs> off after it. Trips over his own shoelaces. Gets back up again. <laughs> Yeah. So it was it was more like that. Like it wasn't like I was giving like a full on graphic novel or something kind of n- nice. I was just more like, well, here's a fucking here's a single issue that I kind of need to I'm trying to just get rid of anyways, whatever. Just get, get out of here. Scat. Scat. Yeah. <laughs> shoo you, shoo. But um but yeah, it's just one of those ones like I mean like granted like yeah, it's like you you, you want to get paid for your stuff. I I definitely I mean I'm all down for that. You know, I that's why I don't think you should always really give stuff out for free, but I think if you're going to spend so much time bitching and moaning about somebody who, like, somehow, some way downloads your book for free, it's kind of like, I think you just got to look at the positive because, like, that's just going to happen anyways. I think we're just we're past the point where you just can't escape that. I think the best thing to go yeah. is like maybe that 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 free look that they get turns them into a super fan. That's that's just I think that's just the best way to go about it. You know what just I mean? Bring them back around. Maybe next thing you know, he'll, that guy will be fucking blowing you in the parking lot. You don't know. He'd be so excited. <laughs> I read your book and. I read your book and it just drops to his knees. Like I knew this would happen one day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't know where that's going to be going. So I think that's the only way to. I mean, I didn't. I didn't that wasn't the I'm on a list of ten things. That wasn't the first thing that popped in my head. But I mean, if you get there, I guess cool. Be like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. I fucking I, st- I stole your comic off the internet. I read it for free. How can I make it up to you? Is that Doctor Pepper chapstick? I see. <laughs> Better put mm-hmm. that on. Best put that put that to use. Like I understand. <laughs> so so yeah. You put know, that so in the afterwards. To is <laughs> put that... Grab some fucking pizza Leave boys that... off Kickstarter. <laughs> that that would make a funny that would make a funny little afterwards. Like at the end of the book, like right before this book pub- got published, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> anyway, uh, but going from like you know indie stuff to probably the biggest character from one of the biggest comic companies out there from one of the biggest writers we 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 go to superman year one right first year that's what's called it's called year one but it really throws me off because it's like really like superman first 20 years yeah Uh, you know what that's a good fucking point (laughs) that's all i thought when i was reading that book i'm like is this book really called superman year one because there is like literally it's not even just like a couple years i mean it is literally like superman 20 years it's like Superman pretty much to the point where he becomes like, you know, I guess you'd say regular Superman, you know what I mean? Well, kind of I, growing up. And it's really just a story of like Superman and all his different loves. It's just like super love. Yeah, well at the same time, I guess it first starts off like year one. I guess issue one, where that ends, because he's Superman, he works extra hard, he gets shit done fast. From where the first issue ends, I think from there on in, it could be like one year possibly for him i'm not sure if it's said like three years later in there between issues or anything like that but i can honestly see him getting that much done that much time 
Yeah, I'll, I'll say that probably once it gets past, like, I guess you would say, like, the, the grammar school kind of high school years, it, when it goes from, like, Superman in the Navy, which is fucking weird, but okay, we'll go with it, to, um, to like, the end of the book, I could see that being year one. And that's probably what it means. Like, Frank Miller's like, yeah, that's what it fucking means. Get, get it fucking right, you retards. Oh, thanks, Frank. Like, are you dense? Yeah. No, well, here, here's about Frank. And I say him like I know him. But I feel like how many books of his I've read and seen him in interviews, I kind of do by this point. Um... Frank Miller is one of these guys who is on a certain level like a genius and he wrote he he brought Batman back in a big bad way. He made Daredevil popular for a period, you know. He actually <laughs> you know, it's a lot He of made Daredevil writing. popular for a period and then that just went away. Well no, because he disappeared because, you know, once he yeah. got to the nineties, like Daredevil was on the verge of being cancelled. But because, um, you know, but people were saying, Oh, that Frank Miller shit was the best shit, you know. And then, you know, he would, I don't know, he's one of those people, like, he every so often says some crazy shit in an interview, like when, um, when, uh, Occupy Wall Street was happening, which, you know, I'm not gonna go into the whole other thing here, but Mm -hmm. it was, I'm not sure if you'd say it was misguided, if if it was a little misguided or not well-organized, he said something like, he said like a public statement about them, maybe it was taken out of context, but he said like, all those Occupy Wall Street, like, people, like, he's talking about the protesters, should be shot in the street for all the thieves and rapists they are. Like, Jesus Christ, that's suddenly, like, <laughs> buy my like new Batman turn. book. <laughs> or it's like, you know, he has, like, for instance, the book Holy War, which he instead was meant to be somewhat, like, propaganda. So I'm not sure if it's supposed to be satirical or somewhat, like, self-referential but then became like people missed the point of that so it just came across or you know what i mean it's kind of hard to say with that one that one only read parts of but um so whenever he and whenever he went back to like batman like he went back to like uh all-star batman and robin the boy wonder people hated that book and it wasn't i liked one. the book <laughs> i don't know what well, when you think back well when you, you think back on that book really think back on it and I like it just because the artwork is so good and it just has some interesting scenes. There's not really a full through narrative. It's kind of just all over the place. The one consistent thing is Batman goes, tracks down Robin, beats the fuck out of him and says, boy, you're going to work for me now. Boy, you're drafted to a war. Yeah. And then like him kind of, you know, just really being hard on Robin and then... Beyond that, we never really have, like, a set enemy. We never... Because maybe he was planning that, but we never got around to it. We never had a set enemy. For one minute, he's going up against, like, Clark and Wonder Woman. One other minute, he's going up against Green Lantern out of nowhere. And um, it's one of those things where... It's it's interesting, It's but at the same time, it's not, like, the best fully formed, like, plot. And maybe it was taking a minute to get to where it was going. I'm sure he was planting the seeds but it got canceled or he just gave up part way or they said dude this is enough we're we're stopping here i'm not sure what happened there but um but then coming back to this i guess this is him trying to it seems like i love i love dark knight 3 and this seems kind of like dark knight 3 and this seems kind of like him trying to make up for how he always betrayed superman yeah, that, that's sort of how this one kind of feels, because, you know, Superman always kind of got the shaft, sort of like in his earlier stuff. I just think that Frank was just not... You, you, there's just some people out there that just don't care for Superman as much, but I think he's almost, like, come around to it. And then this way, he's like, I get it, Superman, he just he just wants to get fucking laid all the time. That's just, just Superman. It's four stories of Superman trying to get chicks, but, he don't, you know, 
he's always off going somewhere else <laughs> next. That's the story of Superman. Well, it kind of is, because it goes on, like, and it's kind of funny, because a lot of it just drops like nothing. So the story is basically, the first issue, a lot focuses on his school life through his, you know, it's the whole thing, like, boy crashes out in the May, out in the, you know, you, you know the fucking story. <laughs> yeah, you know the fucking ship crash. I will say, though, like. explodes, he lands in a fucking cornfield, he walks out, I'll say this, he looks, he walks out kind of like, um. Like his hand, he has like he has like a cap on. He's in he's wrapped in the cape. Has his arms out like, behold, for I have returned. He kind of has this look like little baby Clark Kent. And then as it goes on, it's just kind of like you see him, you know, interacting with Lana, interacting with other kids in school, and it's pretty straightforward. And you see that he has trouble like blending in with the popular kids, and he's kind of hanging out with all the all the you know geeky kids. Mm-hmm. But what I like, because this is so fucking Frank Miller, because he's hanging out with all the geeky kids, but the one geeky kid who just kind of like screws him over and is kind of a douchebag and <laughs> does not have a turnaround is the douchey little goth kid. <laughs> yeah, they got the, this total goth kid. At first I was like, was like, is this supposed to be his friends? Like, oh no, that just turns out to be like, <laughs> like Frank was like, fuck that kid. <laughs> well, he's like, you know, because he, at some point, I think he stood up for that kid. He kind of sticks up for all these other kids in his group, like Pete Ross and some other ones. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's like, like Pete, your head's too it, fucking they're... big for the space helmet. Let me crack it open for you while no one's looking. Yeah, it's like that kind of shit. And these, all these kids are always, the thing is, they're always trying to start shit with them. And Frank Miller, the thing is, sometimes he has like some of the best villains. Sometimes he has like some of the most like hateable villains and it's not uh, you know it's not that they're anything deep but i think you're just meant to be like you know, fuck these kids because they're there's a you know the standard kind of bully kids that are just like we'll show you what's up and they keep on taking swings at him he's like dude you could see it could easily beat the fuck out of you but you keep on taking these swings you know mm-hmm. and there's these scenes where you know he's tussling with these kids but it's more just him avoiding and trying not to kill them essentially because it kind of says like one wrong move they could break their whole neck yeah, and it's just kind of like, you know, it's like, Dad always says, you know, keep keep it light, keep it, keep it held back, you know, and um, it, it is just kind of, they just kind of go through this sort of this thing where, you know, Clark's sort of like just holding back his whole life. He holds back on reading, he holds back on tests, he holds back on fighting, he holds back on football, you know what I mean? He, hold, he holds back on, that's like his like political edge, he's like, he holds back on stuff. <laughs> like everything, yeah. And then one, the, the part where it gets suddenly kind of intense when, like, is where Lana's one day to get raped <laughs> like she gets yeah, fucking, like, was, dragged was... out of her fucking house by like these poor people like you know what we can't fucking beat up clark's friends we're just gonna fucking rape his girlfriend right here <laughs> which that got kind of intense there and this is where clark comes in and he's still holding back he says you know what i have no problem paralyzing some motherfuckers right now yeah i'm going to the fucking navy fuck this shit <laughs> well, looks like I gotta leave the country. Bye, babe! <laughs> but it has this whole scene, because you kind of build up on their relationship, and when he saves Lana, this is where she realizes he can actually fly and all that. And I want to say he knocks the fuck out of these kids, but at the same time, they're like, you're not gonna tell nobody. What are you gonna... They gonna you, they gonna believe you that I can fly around and all this type of shit? Fuck you. Go nurse your nose, you fucking pussy. Yeah, exactly. So like, and then um, I will say though, that, like John Romita Jr. Though he he draw when they draws all those fucking grade school kids, they are drawn like so fucking creepy looking. Like I don't know what, like what it is, but like all their heads are all like ginormously large, 
and they all kind of have this like the weird shading on them that should be used for like an adult but it just looks like a bunch of like they almost just look like a bunch of like creepy little midget kids because they all have like shoot they're like short stocky bodies and then these big heads and it makes them all look like they got like wolverine beards on if they're shading and so on i don't know that was the only thing i've ever was like like oh these kids are weird and even superman himself is just always like has like this weird head turned you know with like his jufro kind of going and his blue eyes just kind of looking at you like hello mother i'm here or there's one where he's fucking flying through like the corn maze and his head it just looks like a fish with like its head up just like eating through like a bunch of like kelp or something like that but it's just superman like <laughs> flying through corn so fucking weird looking <laughs> yeah no it, it is one of those things like john reedy jr is a really good artist i'm not gonna lie when i first saw his artwork i didn't dislike it but it kind of like stood out to me but then I started reading a lot of his um, Spider-Man stuff that mm-hmm. came out in the uh, early 2000s. And his work eventually really grew on me. So now when I see his work, I'm like, oh, cool. But yeah, his kids do look his weird. His kids are Especially weird. Especially this, pa- this panel. The panel when he's when um, when Martha is feeding Clark as a baby. <laughs> and he has his tur- head turned like, here, let me, this, let me blow this on. Let me blow this for you because it's a little cold. Why, mother? Why? <laughs> just because has a look on his face. Like, well, then there's like a weird oh, line fucking... there too, where she's like, she's like, Clark, we can't just feed you like, you know, meat and eggs all day long or something like that. You here, have some oatmeal. We're fucking poor. <laughs> 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 it, it, it's just as good. Like, mom, you said that with a question. <laughs> mother, you said that with a question. Why can't I eat the little children outside anymore? <laughs> How about mother? this, mother? I'll go fly, and I'll bring back meat. What, what kind of meat? Meat, mother. I'll bring it home. <laughs> Don't question me. Prepare the stove. Just flies through the roof. Like, oh, shit. Okay, we're under the... I guess he's calling the shots now. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, it, well, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, John Jr., like, his artwork's really good. I'm not saying anything against it. It's just for, I don't know, it's, the kids are just fucking creepy looking. And all of them are. Like, I've... Doesn't matter who it is. Clark is. Lana's creepy looking, even. Like, they just... I, they all have this weird, just, like... I don't know, like, um, what's that, uh, um, that John Carpenter movie, um, the, the one with all the little children in it, the fucking, shit, what's that movie? Oh, oh, um, um, Village of the Damned? Or? Yeah, 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 that one, that, that's what the it is. Children like, of the Corn? Children of the Corn? No, the Children of the Corn's the other one, uh, Village of the Damned's the John okay. Carpenter one. Um, that, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, kind of really creepy like that, and. Yeah, then he, after, you know, he he just does the whole Smallville thing for a while, he's like, you know what, I feel I can do more. You know, I won the championship at our football team and this and that, and I was holding back, but eventually it comes down to this thing of, like, I feel like I gotta do more. Sorry, Ma, sorry, Pa, this is what I gotta do. And it's kind of, it's kind of, like, twisted as a reveal that, oh, he's going to join the military. Which, I think that, because I want to go back just to Batman and Robin, uh, Boy Wonder, All-Star Batman and Robin for just Mm -hmm. a second. Just because a part of that was, um, it was kind of analyzing Batman back in the 40s, where, you know, he had no problem being a lot more ruthless, and and he fucking shot people. And then on top of that, he was also, you know, that's where you had a lot of that. That's where that meme comes from of Batman slapping Robin, you know, where people put in their own text. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of this whole thing of like, all right, what if we got rid of the jolly? Like, hey there, soldier, come on. Oh, boy, knock it off. Now, come on, time to be a man. Let's go fight. You know, instead of that, it being a lot more of kind of like, all right, let's apply those same values, but put it in 
modern Batman terms, he come across like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> so it's kind of meant to be a deconstruction of the character, which I get. Mm-hmm. And I'm open to that. I guess just the fact that it's supposed to be set in the Dark Knight universe and the idea that it was kind of inconsistent and they never got around to tying up these story threads is the thing that makes it look, eh, okay. But I still like that story. It's still, it's just at least interesting and the artwork's beautiful. But uh, this one, I think it's meant to be, coming back around to this, there was a point in um, Superman's history where he was out there fighting Hitler and joining, you know, because it was a way, it was a lot more of kind of like that patriotism back then in the 40s. Now, now it's a little questionable, like, like, well, would Superman go off and fight wars? Would he do this? Would he do that? And mm-hmm. I know he did in some of his Frank Miller's older work, but back in the well, 40s, it's, it's he cause, definitely cause was Ronald Reagan Nazis. was asking for it. You know, if, if Ronald Reagan asked you to go do it, you'd be like, well, shit, old Ronnie Reagan. <laughs> Well, well, you know, man, you know, there's some people he, he, out he, there. Well, I think that's the thing that confused a lot of people about like Frank Miller's politics because he says some very right-leaning shit, but then he has like he clearly doesn't like a lot of right-leaning people. So I think I think just Frank Miller just hates everybody. <laughs> I, I, I think he's one of those people just like I fucking hate politics. It fucking pissing me off. I think he's just one of those kind of people. Because even like in these books, there's always like some like slur towards Trump or something like that. And there's just like eh, it's just like it's like a Frank thing. He's just gonna fight. if he sees a TV in the background. Guess what it's gonna say? <laughs> well, we don't luckily luckily we don't have whole pages of like TVs of just chatter. Now when, I'm not gonna lie, when I'm first reading Dark Knight Returns. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna take. But then I realize, oh, you're meant just to kind of skim over that. Not, not all that shit's important. It's kind of meant to just be shit you've slim over. And reading it again, that is the part I just kind of I skip a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's supposed to be like when he joins like the navy, like watching TV back in the day, and you're almost like channel surfing. You're not really watching it. You're just kind of flipping through. But I think it's like, and you... this also had. Oh, oh what? You go ahead. Oh, I was just talking about what happens next. But yeah, you're right. It is almost kind of like channel service. Just like static noise, just little news bites. Just go by it. You can read it if you want. But after a while, you learn that that stuff is just there for the background. You don't actually have to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving forward, once he's actually joining in the Marine or in the Navy, from there on in, it, throughout this whole book, it has a lot of that kind of like Frank Miller like narration, which he's known for. Given extra information and almost sometimes trying to make it sound more poetic and all that like with the thou- with the power of a thousand suns he rises mm-hmm. and she trembles like some shit like that that's not an actual like line from the book but it's always something kind of like that and uh once he gets there it's once again kind of like some authority figure which is always kind of funny. It's always some authority figure like god damn it Ken you're too fucking good. Watch your fucking secret. <laughs> America I know, it's like, well, yeah, then, he's always, it's always these things, it's like, just like, this boy, he's just like, you do fucking good, like, he's always winning, you're never losing, it's like, that's the only reason why you think that, like, it would almost be like, Pa Kent would be like, it's not that there's anything wrong with Superman joining the military, but it's almost like, whoa, 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 they're gonna fucking figure out your secret the second that you go into the military, like, that's, you know what, like, that's almost the reason why you can't go in there, because here's the thing, they go to inject you with one needle and they realize they can't stab you, something's fucking up. Well, I, what, there's that, and then, like, after a while, one of his, like, sergeants kind of starts to kind of like him a little more. One of his drill sergeants. <laughs> the one he's like, he's and like, then sure you, enough, you, you see those mermaids out there, too, huh? Yeah, I think about fucking them every once in a while. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta be careful, though. Every once in a while, it gets one of them guys. They go out there, they get stir-crazy, they see a mermaid, they're like, I'm gonna fuck that mermaid, they never come back. You remember that. You remember that, Kent boy. You remember that. 
Don't go be, don't be fucking mermaids. The dream may be fucking mermaids, but it comes at a cost. Like, like we're just gonna brush past the fact there's mermaids swimming around out there. Yeah, we're totally gonna brush past it. Go back to sleep. We gotta get up early, early tomorrow. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> you mean the military? We're on a military base. We're not doing nothing to like track down these mermaids. No, we got shit to do. We're too busy trying to fuck them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And see the thing, but you can't fuck them. That's the thing. It's you fuck a mermaid. That's it. You're gone. Never, never to see you again. Happened going, to Bob last week. You wonder you what can't happened. Breathe to him. underwater. Yeah. You know, I had to write that letter home to his mother. You know what I mean? I just had to make up shit because, you know, you can't tell him that he went out to go fuck a mermaid and never came back. Shit, no, no mother wants to hear that. I mean, I got a whole file cabinet of copy and paste shit for when someone tries to go out and fuck a mermaid. <laughs> just one of those things. It's filled over here. You want to be, you want to be uh, number 387? Because you can be. <laughs> I got a spot for it. I don't want to fill it out, but I will if I have to. Only thing I gotta change is the name. That's it. Then again, you look pretty fucking weird. I bet your parents, if, you, if I told them you died fucking a mermaid, they'd be like, oh, I saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, he hung out with that goth kid once. I knew everything was downhill from that point. And then at some point, well, and then, you know, they have another thing. Like, they gotta find some way to show that he's kind of against the uh, authority and all that, but... It's, it has a whole moment where he's out and they're all drinking and Clark doesn't drink and he's always kind of like so reserved and he's just you know hanging out with some other people. I remember if it's somebody, if it's just he's a always, girl he's a always hanging out with somebody or... else's girl, pretty much. What was that? He's always hanging out with like somebody else's girl because kind of like that's what it is. Like Clark kind of like hangs out with a girl for a bit and then just like fucking leaves her at this story and goes find somebody else. But like does it like in I guess you would say like the nicest way you could possibly imagine. You know what I mean? There's, like, no real, like, like he just leaves him at, like, like the pinnacle moment and then just takes on off. Being like, well, I guess I gotta go now. He's almost yeah, like so fucking before... Kurt Russell's character in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the brain tumor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We, 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 it's only well, year one. So, one, so he ends up getting into a bar brawl. Not really a bar brawl, but he stops some guy in a mohawk. Some guy who, you know, looks like he'd probably, you know, try and start some shit. And like he looks like a, like a villain out of a '90s like video game bra- like a brawler game of some kind like out of Streets of Rage or something you know yeah, yeah totally green does. mohawk tattoos. So anyway, so then he goes out swimming. You know what? He says I can't fuck a mermaid. I'm gonna prove to him. I'm gonna fuck a mermaid. So Clark goes down there and finds a bunch of mermaids. Fucking fixes their house. You know while he's at it. And, and when you see a quick when you get a close shot of the face, like oh sh- dude, are you are you sure still? Yeah, they, they don't look like normal mermaids. They got these kind of like, almost like alien-looking mermaid kind of design going to them. Kind of cool-looking, though, still. I, I, I thought the design was... It was a different way to go about for well, the Atlanteans, I guess. The tails and the... The, the tails and the, 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 like, the, the streamer... The, like, fin streamer things from, like, their wrist look cool, cool and all that. But, um... I guess the whole... The face, though. Because they have these weird, like... Per, the main one that he likes. I don't remember her name, but I could probably find it in here somewhere. Purple start- lips that kind of like stream up her face with other lines and a lot of times her she just has like these white like pupilless eyes so they just look kind of like unsettling and then uh, one of their ships well, like uh, like a like a, uh, uh, a submarine crashed into their city like oh shit it's fucking war yeah and clark's like oh I'll, I'll fix it hold on we'll clean we'll clean this up i got all night he goes <laughs> He goes, he helps him out. He says, all right, cool. I'm going to see you later. Then she's like, oh, man, I want to fuck that guy and not kill him. And then (laughs) he ends up coming back. He does, like, you know, there's the one drill sergeant. He's just like, 
All right, Clark. All right, Ken. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna beat the fuck out. You just smashed me into the fucking ground. All right, Clint. I'm gonna beat the fuck out. Oh, you just smashed me in the face with this big Nerf stick or whatever we're fighting was. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just kind of happens over and over. And this guy is always like, "Time to show him what's up." And like, you think after a while, all these fucks would get the hint. Yeah, I'd be like, "There's something wrong with this kid. This, he's unbeatable." And then they go on. Uh, they. Here's also probably where it kind of falls into the black label. The first issue probably falls into the black label because of an attempted rape. Granted, it doesn't happen, but that's probably... Yeah, like, and, right, and it this. almost, like, ends so fast that, like, it's almost like... I feel like there'd be people that probably didn't even notice it. Because Superman comes almost but a little too But then here quick. we got a bunch of... But, but then there, there's an emergency. Like, all right, we know you're still in training, but guess what? Some terrorists just took over a boat. We need you to go in there and take them out. And then you see a bunch of them get shot in with, like, sniper precision and all that kind of stuff. But then Clark goes in, and he doesn't kill any of them, but he's just trying to find ways around it. One comes one comes suicide style, running at him with a bomb, with a grenade, and Clark grabs it and covers with his hands. Everyone sees it, but everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and his drill sergeant's like, god damn it, I'm proud of you, boy. I mean, you broke, you went against the rules, but god damn it, you saved everybody. And then you see this scene where he's basically getting honorably discharged. They're saying like, yo, look, you, uh, you're really good and all that, but... You went against the orders because like, but he saved everybody. But you went against orders, so there's the door. Go fuck mermaids. Yeah, the, the, yeah, he's pretty much the most his thing. I, I need you to kill, and uh, obviously you've got something against killing. So, um, you know, mermaids are out that way. That's what I'd do <laughs> if, I, if I wasn't killing. And I like he doesn't, mean, even, he doesn't even he doesn't even like hide it. He's just like, I got all my gear. I'm going for a swim. And the guy's like, God damn it, kid. He's living the dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just has this look of like that boy. Like, I don't know. Just funny to me the idea that he knows. Like, well, Grandma, Grandma by that point, he knows he's different. But at the same time, he's all like, "Is he going to the water? Oh, he's going to the water. He's gonna go fuck those mermaids, ain't he? All right, good <laughs> yeah. for him. All he's right. Just, oh, he's just t- he's taking all the stuff with him too. He's just he's just going for it. And then as soon as he gets there, the one mermaid who he came in earlier, she comes back and she's like, "Oh, it's you. Oh, my true love. All this kind of." You know, type of shit. And then it's, he eventually goes and puts on his Superman. Um, it, it, it's cool because it's the 1940s looking Superman style, but drawn by but drawn by John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then she's like, oh, come meet my dad. Guess who my dad is? He's Poseidon. Who would have guessed? We're in the ocean. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? Did Frank, is there like another subsection of Atlanteans? Or did someone come up to Frank Miller and say, hey, you know, um... Aquaman and Atlantis is a thing. Like, oh, is that so? I got something to tell you. What's that? Fuck you. Well, it might be like, it's just one of those ones, like, maybe it's just like, you know, it's an, like, I like to assume that, I, I know that there's kind of like the seven, like, sectors or whatever they have the ocean down there, but like, I think maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's just the other city of it, you know what I mean? Like, fucking, you know, Aquaman doesn't live with well, fucking it, Poseidon and so on. It's like, you know well, what I mean? Isn't uh, Poseidon, though, is, isn't Poseidon kind of like already part of Aquaman history, but in dead and like you know, or something else. Isn't isn't this a different Poseidon? I mean, no, I think it's the same Poseidon. I don't think there being multiple Poseidons. I think it's just one of those ones. that's like this is still the Aquaman Wonder Woman section of DC's type stuff. Like I don't, I don't think there's okay. I, I just I wasn't sure. But I think it's just like yeah, he's still fucking alive. He he ain't fucking dead yet. Ten thousand, twenty thousand years later, whatever. 
I'm just going off the movie because Poseidon. Well, I mean, I know the movies often change things, but I'm just going off the movie. And Aquaman, Poseidon was dead years ago, and he's like, "Go get my fucking pitchfork," you know. So um, this one, he's, he's, like, he's like, "No, I guess, I, fuck, I ain't fucking my merman. Fucking got my mermaid children that I love." Yeah, so let's but we'll we'll get to that. But basically, he goes in, he fights, but basically, it looks like the devast. I'm sure I'm sure it's something from DC lore. But it looks ba- essentially like the Destroyer from Thor, but a little bit more, but just like, you know, underwater version of that. Mm-hmm. And fights that. And once again, Frank Miller does a good job of making you just hate this villain, just because he has one facial expression the whole time. It's like, yo, I came in, I saved your people from, like, you know, I fixed your house, I just fought that uh, big stone thing. What's up, man? How you doing? Like, you fucked my daughter. Like that's, that's all he's just mad about that he's just mad and he just always has like he's like dude sir you just see what he did he just destroyed all that shit he just saved us earlier he's pretty cool like fuck him I already made up my mind Poseidon's not a man who changes his mind easily yeah exactly he's like I don't want no fucking nobody from outer space to come on down to my fucking ocean and tell me how to run my fucking place what is she so fucking special if his little boy hid Jufro coming down here underwater Poseidon it's like you're just starting to ramble now he's like I don't fucking like this Superman guy that's all I'm saying nothing he can do well he has this he has the same expression the whole time he's like this guy's not that powerful watch this shit yo uh, mermaid boys Go, uh, go stab him. Oh, shit, that didn't fucking work. All right, go stab him with lava or some shit. Yeah, use the zippy-zappy things on him. Fuck, that doesn't work either. Whatever, I don't give a shit. He has the same facial expression the whole time. He's like, he's not that cool. He's he's, he's a fucking frog. What? Why are you calling him a frog? Well, he could live outside of water and inside of water. He's a frog. Fuck him. You know? Not like those purist, like, water people with the fucking fins and shit. Like, you know? So it's like, oh, we're one of these. And then, um... He goes and fights this Leviathan thing. The Kraken. Fights it for a little while. Yeah. And then, like, beats the fuck out of it because he's Superman. That's what he does. And this guy is still standing there like, not impressed. Yeah, exactly. Just doesn't care whatsoever. It's like, dude, you're in a world of, you're in the world of DC Comics. You're a mermaid man. There's so many things cooler than you. You don't realize it. Yeah, he's just, that's what happens when you live underwater your whole life. You just don't. You don't. You just, yeah. it's, it's literally like living under a rock, but instead you're living underwater. Well, then it has this whole thing where he kind of comes out and says, "Like, why are you being such a dick to him? I like this guy, and he's helping us out." Like, yeah, well, you know what? I just want to fuck my daughters. What? Yeah, I want to keep this lineage clean. I don't need no asshole coming in. We're gonna keep this shit in the family. Yeah, we're fucking later, Dad. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, get over it. You ain't getting out of that Kansas anymore. Kansas yeah. is gone. What, you... Like, watch this. He's gonna fucking leave you the minute he gets bored. No, he's not. No, whatever. You know, family sticks together. Oh wait, look at that. There's some Italian girl just fell in the ocean out of a helicopter. Look, he's already going towards her. See, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He like eventually like you know the this like Poseidon character just remains stone faced the whole time and unimpressed. He's just like. I will be back and leaves and we never fucking see him again. And then um, Lois Lane is out there doing some journalism in a little like boat. And then by this point, the mermaid people are just like, oh, these motherfuckers keep coming by and they attack her. And Superman's like, no, 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 she's cool. She's cool. I got this. Like, hey, Superman, um, your wife's waiting back home. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to get her back to the surface. I'll be right back. Which is like the Superman equivalent. That's the Superman equivalent of like, I'm going to go buy a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) 
<laughs> it really is. And he's just, he's out of there. That's it. He just fucking, like, takes her fucking, like, he's like, oh, here, she'll dry off in this palm tree up here. You know what? I thought the idea of, like, being, like, king of all these mermaid people was going to be cool at first. But then I realized, like, you've run out of shit to talk about real fucking quick. And it's boring as fuck down here. Just saying. Yeah, Under the Sea song? Yeah, fuck that crab. That yeah. crab lied to me. I didn't realize that song was still that popular 30 years later. <laughs> they play it on a loop here. That's the only song on the fucking radio. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going on and on. But um, but That's I, why I don't even go to any bar in there, because that's the only song they play. Yeah, it's worse than that Lego Can we movie throw on some Bob Marley? I mean, it sounds kind of like... It sounds... Bob Marley is still kind of similar in tone, but just like, you know, good lyrics. Can we try that? No, yeah. no, sorry, man. Uh, here we go again. This is the only thing Poseidon liked that came from the surface world. Yeah, that, that's it. Well, really Did quick. he see the rest of the movie? What fucking movie are you talking about? Yeah, oh yeah, what movie is he going on? But, um... Oh shit, this is going to be too long to explain. So, like, Superman literally grabs Lois Lane, throws her, like, in a palm tree, flying out of there, being like, Yep, what's going on, bro? And then he goes and lands on, like, a beach. He's like, I smell bitch. And then a couple of, like, military guys come like, you fucking see us? I'm, I'm fucking careful. Let's do this. And he, I'm not sure if he says he knew these guys, but he can kind of sense them to training because he was a SEAL at one point. And he starts fighting these guys again with ease. And I think it's implied that maybe, I don't remember all the dialogue, that some of these guys might be some of the guys he trained with. Because there's that one guy who is always eager to beat the shit out of Kent, but never could, and he was just like, "What can I do it?" Because you suck. Yeah. So it's like you got these like frogmen guys out there and so on trying to take down Superman, which you know, you know, you know how that goes. But um, of course, Superman's just like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, I'll just I'll play along. And they come out with all these special weapons des- designed because uh, they they know that there's like, you know, there's some guy flying around in the ocean. Like he, I know there's the people in the water, but there's a guy who will fly out of the water and do shit. We know about this guy, so we gotta be prepared. Also, he's on, like, military soil right here. So basically, he goes to them, like, I just want you guys to take care of this girl. She's not in any danger. She was, I was just trying to help her out, all right? And they're like, actually, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna take her back myself. So that's what he does. And she's still kind of in shock of the whole thing, and she has a little bit of a narration, and he just kind of wraps her up, like, it, like swaddles her in his, in his cape. He's like, Daddy's got you, and, like, flies off with her. <laughs> they put you in the cape there in the super cape my, my mom had a, she went through three sewing machines to sew this together just letting you know I don't know why I'm talking like drunk Batman comes out of it through Frank Miller writing yeah Frank Miller just Frank Miller kind of embodies like the drunk Batman is so then he just kind of goes through him just in a montage of him going through and saving people throughout Metropolis He's like you know what fuck the ocean I get it I've seen it let's move on and goes to Metropolis, just leaves his whole old life behind like he did the last issue. <laughs> you know, just, just like Lana Lang, just she, like there's like a scene where it's just like she's sitting on the roof like, yep, that's how I remember her, sitting on the roof, you know, waiting for her suit, man, waiting for that super cock. Well, she was holding a sign like just P- like P.S. I love you because she knew he would sing because like, you know, he's Superman so we could hear stuff miles away and apparently she was singing some song that he knew that she knew that he would hear and he turned and used a supervision on the train and saw her just holding a sign saying, I love you come back or something. All right. P.S. I love you. And she's smiling with a single tear. So it's just one come of those back, things. Like, Mary Pete Ross. <laughs> do you want that? Do you want that? Can you live with that? And even I, I, that's even sad for Pete because Pete's like, 
Yeah, I knew that. I I I knew that she always kind of liked him because no one wants to be like, well, I guess he's runner up, you know. It's like one of those things, like, like after they're done, they're done fucking, you're like, that was, was that good for you? Like, oh yeah, it was good. It was good. It was nice. It was, it was wonderful. Well, what was it really good? Was it as good as you, you know? Was it was it was super? It, is that, that's all I'm asking. Just was it super? I just want to know. Can I be a super guy? I, it was I, just I, great. Like, fuck. God damn it. Because well, that, that's the thing. Lana Lang, like, her life is all... She's, like, the example... I guess that's also the example of, like, that that chick. It, it's there's, it, there's no way. It's, it's all downhill from that point on. There's nothing that's ever going to top, like, the fucking hanging out with Clark Kent. You know what I mean? Like, uh, shit, she peaked at 17. Well, at the same time... She literally time. had, like, like, you know, fucking Time's Galaxy, a guy of the year. <laughs> and that's it. And then, yeah, of course, he's out fucking... He's like, it's kind of hard to go back to anything after Clark Kent, I imagine. I mean, I guess you could probably... I guess the thing from there is hitch up with another superhero, but you're in fucking Smallville. You know, <laughs> that's the thing about that. So it's just like, well, you know, he comes by once in a while, but it's usually only like, like on Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. So, you know, he's doing shit with his own family, so good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's bringing her on that fucking bitch reporter wife. Yeah, exactly. And shit, he went into the fucking ocean for a while and, you know, fucking sowed his wild oats with some mermaids and their father. Until he got bored. <laughs> Until he got bored. Because that's only how the story is. It's like every single, like, kind of, like, chapter, I guess you'd almost say or what have you. It's just like, Superman, he does stuff for a while and then it's like, eh, I'm kind of done. Whatever. Like, eh, been there, done that. Like, it's like, it's almost like, the, almost if there was, like, more books to this, it'd be like the, like, impress me. I'm fucking Superman. Like what? I'll like say what? some Oa? of this. Oh, what? Not that fucking special. Just saying. <laughs> Superman. What? I don't Fuck need you, the ring. Green Lantern. <laughs> I don't need the ring. Put the, put the ring on my dick just for, you know, why? Because I can. <laughs> Go on, try pull it off. Try it. Yeah. No, um, no, the, uh, I'll say this. Something about the way Frank Miller, like, how do I put this? I never was really overly offended with the way he portrayed uh, Superman because he was always telling, you know, what-if stories to some extent. And on top of that, I feel like it's just not his main character. It's not his main character. So the fact that he's going in and trying to do a year one Superman is interesting. And out of that, it's not the number one Superman that comes to mind because this Superman, I think the way he views Superman and a lot of people view him is they view him as this god. And he's this guy who's constantly holding back. And if you're constantly holding back, you, everything might get boring to you. And he at no point abuses his power. And there's no real struggle he ever has at any point in this book. And it ends on a part before there's even kryptonite. So for that reason, he always just looks like he's he's, he's like kind of sleepy. He has a half smirk. And I think that another a, a version that was handled better was All-Star Superman... Because even though he had that, um, you know, this Superman in, in, in year one still does good things. But I think just he had, like, because Grant Morrison's whole portrayal of him in All-Star Superman was, you know what, if you had the power of a god, you would be pretty chill. You would probably would be pretty zen. But at the same time, he found a way to fit more emotion into the character in that book. This is still very much a guy's like, he's not a human. So I'm not going to treat him like a human. I'm going to treat him as this, as a guy who is like, all-powerful and he kind of knows he's all-powerful and he's a little maybe in some ways kind of cocky but he tries to reserve and hold it back yeah because it kind of has that sort of feeling and stuff too 
And then um, even as he is kind of going on, then it starts showing, it starts introducing sort of like, I guess you're kind of your typical Superman characters because you start getting like, oh, there's, you know, there's a hostage crisis at like Lex Luthor's like, you know, um, fucking, I would say embassy, but not embassy, at his like manor and whatnot. And you start getting that kind of in there. And then, of course, Batman shows up and Batman's like, I fucking hate Lex Luthor. Fucking, he's always getting away with Bruce Wayne's plans. That's the thing here. <laughs> he's always fucking with Wayne Corp. He's always like, Always inviting him to all the Wayne Court parties. Yeah, hey Bruce, why do you like why, why do you care about that Wayne guy so much? I, I don't know, just you know, I mean, like it's one guy's business to another. Just saying, you just seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Well, they, they they do the thing that a lot of the year one style stories do, which is they show him quickly in a montage knocking out like crimes on all levels, and usually this almost seems like a Spider Man thing, but I could see this is like, well, let's this this gives us an opportunity. To me, gives uh, Superman a little bit more personality. Like, he'll leave a sign on him. Like, my name is Iggy Baco, and I deal heroin to children. My name is Freddy Karn. I'm a rapist. Um, I'm Mac 500. I use a gun to rob people. My name is uh, Trina P- uh, Pool. I steal people's life savings. You know, so he'll do that kind of shit. So he's getting people on all levels of crime. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's just lining them up and stuff. He's like, he's like, you do the fucking paperwork. I, I did the fucking hard work. I'm busy saving. So, and there you get, you know, mild-mannered uh, Clark Kent going in and trying to save, you know, people. And it's it, he. there's a cri- crisis situation, LexCorp, and there we get to see how well he handles under pressure. And I, I think, because this book's been getting a lot of shit, but I think it's because it's so simple. But it's like, it's his first year, so it makes sense why it's so simple. Because it's before he has any real threats. And I think that's the thing. is like, there's really, like, nothing wrong with the book at all at, in, in the whole thing. I just think that, like, sometimes I think some people just expect, they're like, it's Frank Miller, it's John Romita Jr., it goes to Superman and the Batman, and you're not doing Superman-Batman stuff! Like, I think that people start getting that fucking, they, they almost start getting kind of, like, I'm just gonna say it, they get kind of retarded. Like, they, they just really expect something to be, like, fucking, like, fireworks show like on the 4th of July and it's like if it's not every a fucking time firework, yeah it's just like sometimes it's like you can have just a, a light kind of like subtle story and that's what this one sort of is I mean it's even got like the Joker in it but the Joker's just fucking casual in it too he's just like hanging back there's even a part where like him and the fucking like Lex Luthor just like sitting on like a subway train being like yo what's up you want to do some business yeah let's do some fucking business It'll be yeah funny. well when... I don't remember how exactly but it's implied I think that um because there's the there's the building there's the building of where the all the uh, LexCorp building where the um, hostage thing happened and so, and Lex Luthor's like I already don't like this guy he's too strong I gotta make sure I get a leash on this guy so he calls him in there's there's already tension but for a split second Luther and Superman are like all right I can tell that there's gonna be a power. Tr- struggle here but at the same time i think we should work together because i think with my intellect and your strength there's a lot we can get done so let's make this happen and you, they're kind of passive aggressive each other through dialogue but he's like okay all right we'll try this out for a minute and for a split second lex luther's like i want you to go after the terrorist batman out in gotham city and even clark is kind of like gotham's a rough place i kind of get it why he does what he does so it's like all right well, even at this point superman's still kind of like cool with batman because sometimes he's like hey bruce you're a little too tough on people he's like fuck off you know and then there's <laughs> we other do times, you. <laughs> i got a kryptonite up. ring <laughs> it's like bruce you know you can't run away 
I know. Oh, I, like, he's just going for it. He's just, hey, 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 what are you going to do? I'm running 15 miles per hour. Fuck you. Fuck you, Clark. Suck my dick. He's like, I'll let him get to the end of the block. <laughs> it's it's the little things in life, you know. <laughs> oh, oh no. fuck you! You cheated. <laughs> I even like it's like when like because like Batman's up there and he's fucking like has like the um the bat signal on or whatever. It's like okay, yeah. Suit Clark shows up. And he's like, okay, Bruce, what do you want? He's like, fucking punch him. Like, oh shit, that didn't work. He's like, God, oh, he keeps like using all these weapons against me. Like, oh, hold on, I got this stun gun. Oh, oh shit okay well uh maybe we'll just have to talk it out but wait a second okay <laughs> that does happen but before that even happens though it shows him like knock it like fucking with lex corp again out in the gotham harbor and they actually show batman with a gun but i guess it's meant to be like that period it's referencing the early early years of batman back when he had a gun for a minute yeah, maybe that's yeah, kind of what it's going for. Well, you always kind of wonder. You do that thing. There's like that thing where you do when you see Batman of a gun, where you kind of go, "Well, maybe it's like a grappling gun, or maybe it's like a goo gun, or maybe it's like a fucking stun." T- you, you try to like defend like why he would be carrying around something. I think just Frank Miller. He's doing two things. One, he's trying to be shocking, and at the exact same time, he's also like, "Well, technically, if you look at his history, the, I mean, they they retconned it now. Their point where he shot fuckers dead, like right on the spot, dead, and." I think that he's like, well, so it's not too far out of history if there's a period where he had a gun. And they even reference that in Batman Year Two, where he's sporting, where it's like, you know what, maybe I will use a gun, but I won't kill people with it. And then he goes back, like, nah, it's too dangerous, too dicey. I'll just shoot him in the kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> just I don't know, like, oh, well, I'm not going to solve your riddle. Want to know why? Bam. <laughs> Fuck you. That's an idea. You got another kneecap. We can keep doing this. I, can, I don't have to kill you. I can beat. I can shoot you in both kneecaps. What's left of that? Elbows, fingers. <laughs> well, I think it's just that it's that old fashioned thing where it's just like, well, yeah, he he would like realistically he would go shoot him. It's kind of like almost like in like the you know the original Ninja Turtles. They're like, yeah, they killed the Shredder at the very first like issue. Why? Because he was the bad guy. Like we didn't <laughs> we didn't think he was gonna keep coming around. I just thought that was just what you did. So in this one, so yeah, but it, then basically after that, they like have Wonder they Woman the, shows up and be like, yo. Superman. Well, even even before that, they have a press conference with Superman oh, yeah, and Lex right. Luthor, and people are like, "So you guys are working together to stop all the crime in the world?" Like, yes, we are. And then he says, "So that means you're going to go after the Batman?" And and then Clark's like, "Well, I don't know about Lex." Is like, "Oh yeah, he's going to fuck up Batman." Like, oh shit, this is a bad idea. Here we go. <laughs> so you're just like setting it up right then and there, and so on. Now I'll say this version of Joker they do because you then find out that Lex Luthor kind of is part of the reason why joker has laughing gas because he's going in there saying i need you to come up um, he gives him money actually to come up with, i need you to come up with a new drug to spread around like i got one what if it makes him just like start laughing to death like get creative i don't care it's not my city so do what you want uh i'll have uh funds going into your account pretty soon and they even have some small little moments joker where he's thinking to himself like He's on the phone, like, uh, I should probably just be alone in my own head for a moment, but that's too much trouble. Maybe I, ignorance is bliss, so let's go on my phone. Ooh, yay, an orphanage burnt down. That's funny, you know? Small things kind of like that, but then Batman comes in, just as Sam comes in, grabs Joker by the neck, and from there, it's like, all right, well, Batman already doesn't like Superman because he's like, you're working with Luther, aren't you? Yeah, he already, he's, he's already does. He's like, I fucking hate Luther. Always and getting away at my stock meetings. <laughs> Just walking in, bringing fucking Popeye's chicken for everybody. 
Yeah. Those sandwiches are hard to get. One I got to wait line for. He's getting those chicken sandwiches that even I have trouble getting. Even um, fucking Batman. Somehow he has a he has a friend that works at Popeyes. I don't know how that works, but yeah. And it's not even like a guy in upper management. It's a it's like it's a guy named Cletus who works at the register. Yeah, he's just he's one of those guys who put the twenty years in. You know, like he he was like he got one job in life and said that's it. And somehow Luther's friends with that guy. I don't know how that works, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you think that'd be the the, the anti Luther friend, but no. What do they usually talk about? Politics. <laughs> oh, 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 that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I just say it's not worth asking any more past that point because well, shit, uh, fucking Luther's Popeye. You're all dead. <laughs> I don't want Cletus to become his next like right hand man or his next fucking arch enemy. Cletus is probably one like you know Friar Burn away from becoming the next Metallo. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, the, then, then I guess this is the part where like um, yeah, uh, Clark goes to meet Bruce like up on um next to the bat signal and whatnot, and they have their kind of little scuffle and so on. And then of course Wonder Woman shows up and's like, "Boys, boys, boys, what are you doing up here? We have problems to be solved." Like, always the woman, the skirts coming in to fucking ruin it. <laughs> Well, even this whole scene, this whole scene with Batman, like, because once again, like, all right, all right, let's go for a handshake, psych, you know, and like, electrocute, tries to electrocute him or tries to do whatever. This whole scene, I think it's kind of meant to be, I mean, there's a scene where in Dark Knight 3, where Batman says, son of a bitch, he was holding back the whole time. But in this one, it's also him just saying, like, look, all those people who said I was being a dick to Batman, or being a dick to Superman and made Batman way cooler than he was... Sorry, I still like Batman the most, but here's just a little makeup for that. Plus, this is a, a younger, more arrogant, more rash Batman. It doesn't feel like the Batman from year one. Maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe he's been, I guess he, according to this, though, he's probably been doing it since year one. I'm wondering if this takes place in the same year one Dark Knight universe. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I mean, it could. The Bat symbol, maybe. It kind of feels like its own little, like, solo-type story. Like, I just kind of picture Batman sort of been doing this already for, like, a handful of years in this kind mm -hmm. of version. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also, the thing is, I always kind of viewed Year One as its own, as part of the actual continuity, but then it also used as a leaping-off point for the Dark Knight-verse. Like, are they, like, for as far as Batman at that up to that point, Year One is kind of like this origin point, and from there you get multiple what if universes are the main continuity. So um, I was wondering if this is part of that or what, but either way, you know, it's kind of like, I think it's meant to show a lesser experienced Batman and you could be a lesser experienced Superman and still pan out. Why? Because you're fucking Superman. Who's going to hurt you? You haven't <laughs> met that? Brainiac yet. You haven't met Dark Side yet. You haven't fought Metallo yet. Yeah, shit, you haven't even fought just even like someone like Wonder Woman yet who shows up here and says, boys, now stop that scuffling. But man, uh, uh, the skirt show. Uh, come on, lady, get out of here. This is man time. Uh, I was gonna strut around nude up here, but now I can't because now there's a woman here. Shit, this makes it weird. Yeah, you're just ruining the vibe and stuff. Like, oh, don't kiss Clark. Oh, no, 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 you don't do that. This, this is our time. Our time. Hey, Clark, goes to punch. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't work either. I was gonna punch you in the face, but uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you got a weak spot somewhere. You know what I mean? You know, like how like those Velociraptors, like in Jurassic Park, kept trying the fence at different places, looking for a weak spot. Well, that's kind of what I'm doing. Probably should not have told you that, but 
My inner monologue just seems to kind of leak out sometimes. Don't worry. I'll find it. I'll find that wee part of the fence. And when I do, I'll tilt my head up and go, And then all of a sudden, my five robins will come in and attack you like the velociraptors I trained to be. You know, birds came from velociraptors. They'll circle around you like in that Jurassic Park 3 scene. Yeah, sure. Batgirl well, like too. I'll... You could fight Wonder Woman, so that, that way it's not weird or unfair. Yeah, you know it's okay. But uh, but yeah, you know. And then it's almost like in this book too. They even have this thing where it's like Superman's like, well, hey, there's another chick I could kind of bang, huh? Like, you know, whatever. To hey, be Wonder Woman, we doing that. But then he's like, huh? Space, space. And Wonder Woman's like, hey, you better give me a kiss before you leave. Oh, before oh, that yeah. even happens, because they they throw the lasso of truth. Over oh, yeah, Lex Luthor, they interrogate right him. There. They interrogate him, saying, "Okay, what's the plans? Yeah, I did. I was a bad guy. I did do this. I did do that. Yeah. Oh my god, this lasso is amazing. I can, I can make, I, I can make money off this. Like, shut the fuck up. Tell us what we want to know. And then eventually, somehow, he talks about I came across a threat from space. Something's like left Brainiac. from people. Yeah, um, it's called Brainiac. He says, "I'm off to do that shit," and I don't think that it's meant to go like. There will be a chat second chapter. I think it's supposed to be the. Um, I think it's just meant to be kind of like all right. From here, this is where Superman, Superman we know, goes on. But it feels kind of like, man, they're in this. I'm just going the last few pages. They're just in this room for a couple of pages now, just talking to Luther with a rope around him. What's gonna happen? Like, oh, oh, to be continued. But I guess we know what happens from there. You know. Yeah, it's like once again, it's even like the ending's kind of subtle, but I still think that works in a weird way. Like it's like one of those ones like. I think that's the thing. If somebody's just expecting some big fucking battle, some, and there's just none of that really in there. It's more just like a hangout Superman script. Well, where to he, be fair, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, there is, like, action, but, like, it, it is just more just Superman kind of just testing the waters on all kinds of stuff, really, at the end of the day. Seeing what he can put his dick in and what he can't put his dick in. <laughs> so I'm going to space. Let's see if we can skull fuck this brain guy. Yeah. Where's Oa at? Now get my get, get my green fuck on. I can do this in front of Oa just to show him dominance. Just make hard eye contact with the uh, with the so called wise ones while I do it. See how they react. Are they wise? Oh, the guardians. The guardians. That's what they are. Yeah, well, I'll just fucking lock the door on there and chase their little midget asses around. Big old fucking super what cock. Do? What are they gonna do? Just just Superman running around with a giant fucking boater chasing the guardians. These little like guys look like all Baby he's got Yoda on is the cape. Like... He's just got the cape on. That's it. <laughs> so I could, like, yeah, cowboy. when you go to space, you know, I'm I'm good because I'm on Earth and people are around who know me. But here, it's just like shit. It's like it's like when some rich people go to Mexico. Like, what are they doing? Oh, they're probably like bang some hookers and like kill some hobos. I don't know. You know, I met this guy named Guy Gardner. He gets it. <laughs> Fist bump. <laughs> Shoot, I even thought about getting myself a bowl cut just after I saw Guy Gardner with his. <laughs> he says it's staying around forever. It ain't ever going out of style. So yeah, that's this book. And it sounds kind of like we were kicking it in the dick. I mean, I liked it. It was good. It wasn't like amazing, but it was good. Um, I think it's kind of hard to capture lightning in a bottle that many times. So if you just get a Frank Miller book that's pretty good, then I think that's a win. Um, I uh, do think, though, it was when I first heard it, I was a little more excited for it because I was imagining it being kind of like year one in the aspect of like a slow analyzation of 
him, you know, like, okay, we see him planting the, uh, planting, like, the bombs outside, outside the Falcone mansion, so just kind of give that effect and making the smoke, so we kind of know it's not, he's not perfect, he's still learning, we see him tripping up and slipping a few times, so I like the, the simplicity of that is interesting, so I thought it was going to be something kind of like that, but then again, I guess by this point we've seen a thousand Superman origin stories. Yeah, that, well, it's like, there's always, like, there's so many, like, you know, year one kind of DC-type books, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, like, I'm always down for anything Frank Miller. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, you tell me there's a Frank Miller book that he's writing, it's like, I'm, I'm there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to really even question it, because, like, even, like, the, the Frank Miller books that might be, like, maybe, like, an okay book is still a pretty, like, interesting book in itself. And that's how I can't feel this one. This one's, like, it's a nice, solid middle of the road. Like, there's nothing really wrong with it. You know, it's not like, it's not like an all-star Superman. It's not like Superman Red Sun, or, you know, or even, like, I guess you could even say, like, Dark Knight Returns and that kind of stuff, too. But it still is kind of, like, an interesting way, and it's different, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, yeah, it's just, it's it's calm Superman. It's subtle Superman. It's it's him hanging out with fucking creepy children Superman, you know? Uh, my favorite quasi-Superman origin story I think I've ever read, and it's kind of controversial given the guy he comes from, is um, Superman American Alien by Max Landis. Um, the thing about it is each chapter is a different period in his life. It's like the first chapter and it's meant to kind of be, give off a certain tone and each individual issue has a different art style. And the first one, it's him when he's a, uh, little kid and it's kind of like a little bit of that sense of wonderment. It has a little bit more of a heartwarming type of story. Second one, when he's a teenager and his powers are developing, it's a little darker and, you know, some like fucking like really hateable like gangbanger kid comes back comes back to his family from to uh to to uh can't to uh Smallville. Smallville. And, yeah, and Sp- Superman tries to save the day and tries to stop some stuff from happening. But out of that, you know, someone shoots him in the face with a shotgun. He doesn't die, but his light his eyes go off and basically burn this guy's arms off right there. You know, by accident. So it's still third one. It's just kind of like more of a comical story about him going, uh, traveling the world and then landing like, cause the, the plane he's on crash, like it's just a small little skimmer plane, but it crashes out in the ocean and there's a yacht out there. Like that's Bruce Wayne. Like what? You're Bruce Wayne. Like Oliver Queen is on the boat with there. Like <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne's party. And then like Minerva, who's actually the cheetah before she becomes cheetah comes up to him and she says, and she's basically like a con artist, but she's there crashing the parties. Like, well, all these guys are, they're a bunch of assholes who always throw a party on Bruce Wayne's yacht and Bruce Wayne never shows up and they just pick someone who they claim is Bruce Wayne. They just go off that. But you actually kind of look like him. So it pans out. And basically it's just kind of a funny story. He's kind of contemplating life. You know, they fuck at some point. And at the end of that, you know, like you see Batman training in the League of Assassins and then like Rage Al Ghoul's like like fighter like warrior of bats there's a me- there's a message you might want to see and there's like a news there's a news art there's like a like a, a news tabloid thing like like party boy Bruce Wayne throws an epic throws an epic like you know shindig or whatever and then Batman's just like who's that on my yacht <laughs> <laughs> And then there's one that's kind of like an Aaron Sorkin style, like reporter story when he's up upcoming and got in um, Metropolis. There's one where it's kind of like he's going back home to Smallville after he's starting to get big 
and he's starting to kind of reconnect with friends. You know, that one kind of goes more of like a dramatic comedy. And then there's one where he's like battling Lobo and it's this crazy epic battle that it ends on. Oh, and there's another one where he, um, it's him going through the learning curves of being Superman. And it's just a, I don't know, I, I've, I'm just kind of rambling here, but it's, it, it, I, even though Max Landis is a douchebag, mm-hmm. he really understands Superman. I'll say that. Yeah, well, that sounds like a pretty interesting book in itself right there. Just, like, a bunch of different stories, each one kind of having their own unique thing, and there is some, like, creative writing, it looks like, thrown on top of it. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd be interested in checking that one out. Yeah, Superman American Alien. It's probably one of my most favorite recent Superman stories. Recent, I guess, as in, like, four years or something, but, yeah. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, always kind of cool Superman stuff anyways, no matter what. I think that's the thing about Superman is, like, people, like, a lot of times that whenever someone kind of says they don't like Superman, I just feel like you just probably never read a Superman comic before because I feel like there's so much depth in like a great Superman book that I just don't think that the average person sees. I think as they get this kind of like stereotype of Superman, of like who he is. And it's like, that's not really it though. It's like, you, you don't get it. It's like when you read a Superman book, I don't know what it is. It's like, there's something like you just kind of, there, you get more than just being like, Oh, it's a guy with a bunch of powers. You know what I mean? There, there's just like a lot more philosophy in it. There's a lot more kind of like, you know, wondery and like, how is he going to deal with this? And like, you know, that kind of stuff that I would almost sometimes even say like exists even more than like even a Batman book or like, you know, even other superhero stuff. So great. This Did Frank you, Miller uh, one has good. Oh, I was just going to say this Frank Miller one just kind of like captures that and, you know, it's, it's own sort of light, subtle way. But uh, what were you going to say? Uh, sorry to cut you off there. The delay happened to me right there. Um, um, have you, uh, did you hear what Warner Brothers said about Superman and Neil Gaiman's response? No, I didn't hear that. That, that didn't pop up like, my Warner uh, Brothers you, email. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I like a lot of the movies Warner Brothers makes, but who's ever in the head of, who's a lot of times the guys running, I guess, the film, the comic book or the, the DC department, you guys just need to shut the fuck up and go away and let someone who knows what they're doing take over, right? You just gotta just shut the fuck up and let them do what they do. Um, someone in comics or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. One of them said, like, though we really look forward to making another Superman movie in the future, we're going to put him on hold for a while till we can find a, a version of Superman that resonates with modern audiences. It's like, you, you dumb motherfuckers just don't fucking get it. And Neil Gaiman wrote back something just straight up, like, summed it up perfectly. He says, like, you don't need to resonate with modern audiences. You just make something inspiring. <laughs> Simple to the point. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just like what's well, like you hear those kind of answers, and it's just like it's like uh, God. It's like it's just such like numbers and statistics, and just like it's you know what I mean. It's like it's not really like that's not Superman's fault that like I think I, I you know what I mean. It's like I don't know. Sometimes I think it's just that thing, too, people don't get, like, maybe you got to give it just a couple, like, tries. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like Man of Steel. It's like, that's for, like, a select audience, I think, at the end of the day. I mean, the granted, I'll say it's not, like, it's not a mainstream movie, like how a Marvel movie sort of is, where it kind of, like, is, like, middle of the road. It can kind of capture just about anybody. Like, Man of Steel is, like, it's kind of a, I always call those, like, movies are kind of a hardcore audience. And I know that, like, you know, that, that doesn't mean that they need to make, like, kind of more of a, a mainstream one, because personally for me, like, I don't want to see the, like, a more mainstream one, but that's not saying that if you took something like All-Star Superman, just took it right out of the fucking pages and turned it into a live-action movie, I bet you'd get exactly what you're looking for. 
I think there is a way to walk that middle ground because I think the thing with Man of Steel, because we talked about that a thousand times on the show. I'm not going to reiterate the whole thing again. But um, just the whole thing, short and simple of it is, if someone says they don't like Man of Steel and they say not because of the body count, but because of how like tonally and how dark it is or how intense it is, I get that, but it's just it's something different than what I've seen because everything I saw that wasn't comic wise in Superman was just trying to ape um, uh, Richard Donner, and yeah, the I love fl- Richard the, Donner. The Fleischer era, pretty much, almost at the end of the day, too. Yeah, yeah, and I and I love that, but after a while, you kind of want to try something a little different. Even after a while in Smallville, even though they started bringing in other characters from DC. Initially, when they really toned down and focused in on Superman, it was just aping a lot of Richard Donner style stuff. So much the theme song, even the look of the um, t- of the uh, um, uh, Fortress of Solitude and the whole crystal shit. So after a while, it's like, okay, I-, I love that. I love it. I get why everyone else loves it. But we can try to mix it up. We can try and go something different. And that's why I give Man of Steel credit now batman v superman maybe went a little too far in that direction but at least man of steel i thought was like all right you guys tried something different and i like that and overall i think that's an enjoyable movie um but i i do think there's a good middle ground to maybe not make it like is uh i think by this point marvel's got it down pretty well i mean they've had it down really well for a while but i mean i think the last few movies they did you know like the last spider-man movie as well as like avengers endgame it's like all right you guys definitely know how to make like some of the best superhero movies by this point not yeah i mean like some of the best and you know the marvel ones like i like i feel like they're fine as they are, but, like, what I always like about the DC, it's, like, the same thing come almost even with, like, comics, too, is, like, I the DC ones, I just feel like they got that, they, they take it just that little bit more serious, and that's my, that's always my fear, is that the DC ones are going to get to the point where they'll be like, well, let's stop, like, let's not take it as serious as we once did, and let's just make it kind of fun, kind of popcorn-y movie, and it's like, there's a time and a place that's fine for that, but I feel like, it's like, the it's kind of like, it's the Star Trek Star Wars kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, the people that like really popcorny movies generally aren't the people that are going to gravitate towards like you know, or it's not the Star Trek fan. You know what I mean? I almost feel like that's sort of like how DC sort of is. It's like the people who really like DC stuff, they like stuff that they get to think about, and it's got like a more in depth story. And you know, maybe it's tragic, maybe it's dramatic, maybe it's dark and gritty, and so on like that. And I feel like that's my only fear is I just hope they don't try to just like ape the Marvel thing. It's like because that's fine for Marvel. Marvel can do that. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, like, I'd love to see more darker Marvel stuff. And, they, you know, they have that, you know, if, like, Logan and so on. I mean, if you got, like, the Fox movies. But it'd be nice. it's one of those ones. That's my only fear is that I hope that, like, the DC ones don't cave into doing that and then trying to do what the other guy does. Because I th- that's always, like, the, the thing that I always feel like when you have two different companies and then one of the companies tries to become the other company. It's like, you don't get it. Like, the people, the reason why people like your company is because you're not the other company. I think, um... I think the whole thing about that is Mar- DC. I think they. I think they are. They're both equally as dark and both equally as lighthearted as the other. It just depends on which books you're reading. But I think. But since like DC's biggest character, I mean, you know, maybe not. Not maybe not the top top character of all DC, but really the most popular character is Batman. So that's gonna affect the image of everything else around it. Um, especially with how many Batman spinoffs you got, you know, ranging from Batman to like however many titles with Batman in the in the uh, 
Okay. Well, it's kind of like, you know, like, it does, I mean, like, by that standard, yeah, it does kind of make sense, because you got DC, you got Mar- you got Batman being the dark one, being the main character of them all, where Marvel, if you kind of go old school Marvel, you got Spider-Man, who is really, like, the lighthearted, fun one, which would generally create the entire tone of the Marvel Universe, if you think about it, just from those two main characters of the last, like, you know, 50 years of, like, in a sense, but, um, I don't know. A fun Frank Miller book. Not not the best Superman book, but still a fun book. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Go check out Superman Year One, Frank Miller. Fun times. We'll put a little link in the description there. Other than that, though, go to oldmanoins.com for more podcasts, cartoons, comics, comics like Pizza Boys. That's Pizza Boys of a Z. And I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, we're out of here.